This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. Now live. Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Para-X Radio Network. Deeper down the rabbit hole, and Jason has been drinking. Has been. Apparently, he is drinking. Ah. That's right. I hope everyone had a smash in Saturnalia. Went to. Did you go to a wealthy person's house, demand booze, and threaten violence? I know I did. No, you didn't. (laughs) Although that would be historically accurate uh, to actually do that from England. uh, If you know anything about the history of Christmas, which was actually banned in the United States when Pilgrims first came here. Colonies, yes. Well, no, no. Uh, Before the colonies, even. Yeah, before the colonies, even the Pilgrims. It was banned. Christmas was banned. Um, because people go in forests, get drunk, and party like the crazy pagans they were. <laughs> With well, true unmitigated history of, as they say, Christmas. Well, I can say this much. At least on my end, I had a great Christmas holiday. Spent time with family, remembering the the those who have passed on before us and the insane because death and insanity are much the same way you scream and cry and no one hears you oh man that's just wrong right there 50 50 less likes on on the page or maybe not so what do we have coming up well first and foremost because my brother here will not self-promote himself. You need to go to AndreaVenomous.com forward slash shapeshift, and that will get you to the shapeshifting 365 class, which is 52 weeks of absolute shapeshifting awesomeness. Go check it out. Sign up now. Don't miss your opportunity. I don't know how much longer he's going to offer this class. So I think we're going to have a huge bunch of things coming up in the new year. Most of which I haven't got done, so uh, uh, 
that's my fault. But there will be a series of Chaos Magic classes at Spirit Apothecary. Starting in the first week of February on, but I don't have the dates yet because I'm waiting to hear from him. We, we agreed on the dates and I just got to uh, just work, wait for Spirit Apothecary to hear, but he might be going on vacation soon. So, uh, to Belize. So we might not hear from him. Hopefully I can get it up and running before he goes. Uh, that said, there'll probably be other classes too. Online classes next week, this week Thursday, deeper down the rabbit hole. Myself and Zach, we are very proud to present. We're going to do an online ritual uh, of strength and inner wisdom that will be available to anyone for free. Uh, you can get that. It's not really announced on my website. I only announced it on my newsletter. But if you go to Andrea Vitimus and uh, ask me, I'll get it. It's going to be on Webinar Ninja. I'm trying to get the address right now. Um, we are going to rebroadcast that as a show. And uh, that will be next week's show. Post the fine New Year's Eve holiday. New Year's Eve ritual we're not going to broadcast because it gets too crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that, yeah, it's just too personal to our house. You miss out. Sorry. Yeah. But the registration, if you want to be available, want to come to the live ritual, not the recorded ritual, uh, will be available on on the website. Uh, it's too long and complicated, the registration things, um, but it'll be on the website. Uh, between and that is, that is live Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to be there. We're going to get down, and we could all use a bit of oomph right yeah, now. Uh, the this, uh, this spirit is... Uh, an interesting spirit that we've worked with. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, pure land Buddhism, which is very different than Tibetan Buddhism spirit for protection and removing obstacles and, and all kinds of stuff like that to, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a good, good way to start off the year. Now, let's not forget, you really need to go to convocation.org like soon, very soon, if not right now, and get registered for Convocation 2017, which is coming up in February in Deerfield, Michigan. Yep, that will be a, a really great time. Uh, I mean, Dearborn, rather. My bad. Yeah, but it's a crazy time. Um, yeah, you know, we're not doing a ritual, big ritual this year, so it'll be unusual, right? Um, Thank God I'm not, though. Oh. Well, you know, if you did, they just scheduled drummers right next to you. And Oh, don't don't hold back. Go and hold back. Oh, the rum came up here with that eggnog. Is it pre-rummed or? No, not yet. So, it's Hey, on. the beautiful Rebecca. Rebecca. Rebecca comes in, also a teacher of the Quantum Life Science Institute and my, my future wife, fiance. So, there we go. And there's hot eggnog with rum in it now. Uh, so he's got the beer and I got the eggnog. And let's let the comments fly, shall we? We shall. I can't drink that much. I have to work later tonight. You know how bad that sucks, right? Hey. Life of an IT worker. 
honest to God, fortunately, I don't know how bad that sucks because when I walk out of that that place at three fifteen, I leave it all behind. You don't get yeah. to. That sucks. Well, well, you know, you do what you got to do, right? I mean, I had to schedule stuff when no one's around, so I'm not really complaining, you know. A pace for the nice iMac we're throwing on this show, right? And can't really complain. I got a promotion. I can't really say anything, right? Yay, promotion. I'll drink to that. I'll go, let's drink to that. So, I mean, there's other stuff we're also in the works of planning. Funny, Jason mentioned the shapeshifting class because we'll be running a free introduction to shapeshifting class once a month uh, online in a webinar format. That'll be all over my webpage. So there's going to be lots of stuff coming up on the Venomous front. Uh, we'll also be doing a and a for all the people in the shapeshifting class and anyone else who wants to ask questions about this stuff. Uh, so you can connect with me and see it. This program... Uh, Literally, I've seen now like three people. One person finished their master's degree as a result of starting the program. Uh, three others like up their uh, amount of money in their life because they changed jobs uh, strategically and by at least a good twenty thousand dollars. People have closed multi-million dollar deals. I mean, I've had some pretty crazy stories from from people who uh, went through all the course. But to open it up and uh, basically let people ask questions about it, we're going to be doing once a month. And that's not just going to be a sales pitch. We're going to go over some basic real techniques in the course because uh, the new year we're going to need it. Uh, and uh, we're going to need to be able to adapt, probably adapt more quickly given the reality on the ground of everything that's going on in the new world order, as it were. Well... <clears throat> That being said, I'm just going to say something about my brother since this is kind of the uh, 2016 year in review, final show of the year and all that jazz. I just want you all to know, yeah, this guy is an occult celebrity and he sells a class and a book and sometimes multiple classes. But, man, this guy, he's a priest through and through. I've seen him go out of the way for people this year. I just want to thank you, dude. I don't think you hear it enough. Well, thank you. 2016 was a particularly, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not even talk about how the adjectives we could use for 2016 for most people. Uh, yeah. I think if, if we use the exact adjectives we'd like to use for 2016, Para-X would ask us to politely step away. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> so, so we're not going to go so that route. <laughs> let's, let's use the adjectives that we should use for 2016. Beep, 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 beep. 2016. I censored myself, see? Radio edit. Um, so we have, so we're going to have some more stuff um, also coming up in the new year. Of course, we're going to do more guests. We're still trying to uh, get more music on the show. That's a little tougher right now. But if you're listening and 
you know somebody who has some music, we'd, li- we'd like to have more musicians on the show. And we're definitely going to try to have more rituals, even though I know some people don't uh, like them in the live sense, in the, the podcast sense, people love them. And um, we are definitely shooting to have one non-occult-based show per uh, month. Um, and that's going pretty well. We had the the UK censorship guy on uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I thought that was a fantastic uh, interview Jason did uh, about censorship in the UK and how it actually affects occultism and various alternate religions. Going to have somebody on, I think, in a couple weeks uh, about dealing with some difficult people. We're going to try to get some stuff on uh, for the... Uh, Various, maybe, you know, building your own business as well. If we can find some people who would dare come on deeper down the rabbit hole um, with all these crazy occultists. Um, but we're trying uh, to to expand and do all of those things as well as get some more paranormal investigators who are the real deal. That always kind of, you know, Jason's kind of picky about that. I'm I'm very picky about that because I've been doing this for 20 years and let me tell you why I don't have a paranormal TV show. Can I tell because, you why you don't? Because the next time you sit around drinking with your buddies, think, oh, we should totally put this on cable 20 years ago and you don't do that. I'm just going to slap you. I know. But you know what? The problem was integrity. We sat around, we brainstormed the idea, we thought we could do it, and then stupid me, stupid me stepped up and said, you know what, guys, we go on, I don't know, 15 investigations before we get one that's really good. We could, ne- we could never market that. Ah. <laughs> Was I wrong? But yeah, I've no, got- no, no, no. If you didn't, if you don't... Um, augment it you're not wrong i mean it's kind of uh paranormal stuff is kind of boring if you actually most of the time (laughs) it's it's i i've always compared it to fishing i don't know how many people out there like to go fishing but let me tell you something you go out there and you have your days you've got your line in the water and and nothing happens then you got your days when it's like whammo but obviously those are few and far between in reality and i have insider information on your paranormal tv shows and i'm gonna tell you right now that most of what you're seeing on tv is fake but that being said or it's 10 hours of video record uh compressed down to a half hour Sometimes it's two days of video compressed down to an hour. So there you go. That's editing. Yeah, people don't understand how the editing is goes down. Um, Although, since this is 2016 year in review, I'm going to call out my buddy, our buddy, Corvus Nocturnum, who told me I would be the first one to know if he had a legitimate paranormal experience, and I got the call this year. Hmm. But doesn't Corvus, that invalidate? Doesn't that kind of invalidate the Satanic Church in general? I'm not going to go. That I'm not going to rip. I'm not going to like I'm, say anything about it. I think the Satanic Church in general has got one of the most sane and uh, usable philosophical bents. But I mean, it is kind of strict materialism. If you have a real paranormal event, that throws it out the window. 
but he had an encounter with, I don't know, I'll, I'll have to talk to him at convocation. He probably is going to rationalize it somehow, but he had an experience that he could not explain, and he came straight to me like he promised he would. So thank you, Corvus, and we will talk about this more later. I know, but, I mean, it, it's true, though, isn't it? Like, if you're strictly materialist, a lot of those materialist philosophy go out the window if you have that kind of experience. That isn't to say they're not valuable. It's, it's, it's kind of like the everything or all commentary. Like, for most cases, this is perfectly acceptable, but it's that 1% of cases... When you've said it's true in this way for all cases, that becomes more problematic. And for the listeners that don't know, the uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Yes, it is the the Church of Satan. Yeah, this is the Church of Satan. Church of Satan is really a humani- humanist organization that does not believe in the actual spirit of Satan. No. No, no. That said, I mean, you know, the Church of Satan is still, like I said, 99.9% of the time, philosophy is very useful. It's just I'm interested in that 0.1% of times where there's these unexplained things, you know. And, I mean, that's that's true in all science, right? I mean, you can get 99.9% of the time, but when you make a claim that it's always... Something's always false or something's always true. You have a high burden. It's a very high burden. and But I respect the view. I respect the view because people that take that view, they, have, they haven't had something shake them. People like you and me, we had stuff happen to us years ago that shook our worldview. Yeah, but from a logical standpoint, I know we're starting to enter into the post-fact reality like this stuff matters like you if you have a that kind of claim towards what is reality you have to make extraordinarily it has to be extraordinarily backed up right like and for the most part like a strict materialist worldview is easily backed up although that even now physicists might argue with that because of the multi-worlds theory of that we're just in a computer simulation which explains a whole lot actually well let's see one of the uh, oh I can't remember what organization it was but there was basically a, a percentage put out there of what the probability was that we're living in a computer simulation and that none of this is real anyway it was pretty high <clears throat> I think it was above 50% wasn't it yeah, it was pretty damn high, yes. Although it's funny, if you look back at some of the older world religions that are even older than Christianity, you will see things that point very much to this being a holographic universe. Go yeah, figure. they are. They're, they're just pretty, once you go out of Western thought, even in Western uh, Judaic thought, it's pretty clear, you know. I mean... Elohim, we the gods, you know, and the angels are described as emanations. Well, those are like object-oriented programming. And when you go in the the further you go east, the more it's even clearer that they're not talking about necessarily God as uh, 
the same thing we understand it in the West. And it could very easily be talking about God, the computer mainframe. I mean, it could substitute in there. And Hinduism and, and Buddhism and some of those religions that, at its core, this isn't real. Well, hey, guess what? If we're in a computer simulation, it all still applies. And when we practice spellcraft, we're, in a way, going up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. Uh, you know, only people who are older than, like, 35 will even get that reference. <laughs> hey, give me a heads up in the chat room if you got the reference. Yeah, we won't tell you that. Uh, guest in the chat room, what is that reference that Jason just spawned off? Clearly, clearly, it was a, I'll give you a hint, it was a video game reference, but you're an old school gamer if you get that one. <laughs> old school. So you'll be teaching at Con too. Yes, I will. It's going to be fun because this year you and I get to do some classes, but yet no big rituals. So that means, as far as I know, up to this point, the final night at con, rather than being occupied for hours, giving a bunch of other people an experience, we can go out and have our own experience. Is that true? Well, I mean, I want to probably be there with my kids, so I'm just going to be chilling. Yo, your kids are awesome, dude. Take them around. Tell people I dare to screw with us. <laughs> because if you screw with us, we're going to let the kids take care of you this year. <laughs> it's been surprisingly difficult, too. I've been trying to schedule classes uh, and get the whole year scheduled out, right? And it's it's been way harder, you know, than you think. Um, I don't know why, too. You know, usually I'm better at this stuff, and it's been, it's been hard. Twenty sixteen, man, just basically like dragged you down. I think that's what it is. You know, it's a give and a take, man. I mean, some of these people were 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 pretty legitimately old, and it was their time. Oh, but I Carrie think Fisher it's, wasn't that old. She was only sixty. It's it's yeah. it's the it's the number of people from our childhood. You know, even George Michael, he's not. I know, that right? Old. He's not he that was, old, dude. He's only thirteen years older than me. Yeah, I know. I mean, so something like that. That's not that's not old. I mean, I want to say he was only fifty three. Something was, like that. I was right. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's pretty scary. That puts your life in perspective when people only just over a decade older than you start dropping like flies. Well, I mean, I plan to. I mean, I'm, I mean, plan trying, but I can't get the every deal I make with designers to help me finish off the magical third and get it back running. I get shafted. That's all that it needs is a designer. It's love and care. Web designers love and care. Because I'm a, just, that's it. Just a little just bit. That. Just that. Then I'm going to basically like start it up again. 
And actually, that's very important. I think this next year, I don't know, let's be honest. I mean, it's not looking too good the way it's starting out and with the craziness that it apparently is going to go in right into you. You're going to need, everyone's going to need a daily magical practice to, to make sure they keep moving forward despite all the entropy and uh, vileness that is going to go on in the greater media sphere. Well, and that's just it. The vileness in the media sphere. Y'all mother lovers need to start taking up at least a meditation practice so that you can realize who you are, center yourself, get a clear definition of who you are so oh, that you're man. able. Uh, that takes years. I mean, let's let's face facts. We're, we're not like, let's go sell a fa- fly by night fast hermetic kit and you're supposed to know what you're you're supposed to know right off the bat like there's so many of those no that that shit takes years like you literally have to do years of meditation to really figure out most of the times what you really want i really i really think that i mean that's that's an issue i have with like a lot of things that's being sold right now but i mean i'm not even gonna let you say it like that it's you might understand like what you want right now and it's like a stepping stone, and if you can detach from that, you realize, oh, it didn't work, or it worked, and then you figure out, okay, later on, this is what my real life passion is. But that takes time. It's not like time, meditation, a lot of work, and it changes. It'll or it'll transform a little as you get further and further along. Like this, you know. Well, and the problem is, if people don't start taking those stepping stones, they're going to be thrown around like a fool to and throw in the waves of the media. No, no, no. I mean, I think, I think it's even worse than that. It's 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 to the point where, you know, it's to the point where if you're not having some basic practice at this point, I can reasonably say from my schooling and years and studying of psychology that most people are probably at this point cognitively impaired and that's not insulting them it's like there's so much information going into their system that triggers an emotional reaction all the time uh you know i don't mean to uh basically say anything bad about uh any president-elects but when i analyze their speech patterns i'm horrified because if you you actually study NLP or or cognitive science, the speech patterns are to induce confusion and emotional reactions, the formal speech patterns, and um, that's probably the worst thing that, that that all of us need is to be stuck in a continual state of confusion and anger and just hostile emotional reactions that block off any kind of empathy towards other people. This is not how societies survive in the long term. That's for sure. Well, and I will say this, though I will not make the comparison. I understand why people make comparisons to certain past dictators who went for gut reactions. He was a genius. Uh, I mean... Let's face the facts. He was an evil genius, but when you actually, because we're not, we're going to invoke Godwin's rule here. You know, when Hitler is introduced into an argument that um, that's it, stop arguing. (laughs) Uh, But if you actually study the original German and listen to uh, his speeches, they don't qualify as great speeches. Um, Not not in the classical speech sense of great but they are simple 
emotive and really would get your emotions bubbling over. That's what that's what's going on here in the, in the media a lot of the time. And it's yes. not, you know, and, and when people are in emotional state all the time, they're not thinking. And if they're not thinking, they're usually not thinking in other areas of life too. So then they're making bad decisions across the board. And that might be with their husband or wife. That might be uh, with their kids. It's just a downward spiral. It's a downward spiral. That is literally what I think the pool is that we're going into 2017. Now, I haven't done the reading yet for the year. That, of course, we always do on the first of the year, right at mi- almost at midnight. Um, but I have a pretty good sense that uh, the idea of keeping your head down and, and basically doing your magical work, right? Because the thing is, is that magic works better when society has chaos. Because uh, there is actually more opportunity in some ways to... Um, stir the pot get yeah, the opportunity the pot, yeah. yeah because there's more chaotic the things are less set down although in some ways I could argue that the society that we're moving towards is going to be less have less opportunities and less chaos in some ways um, but in a lot of ways there's more chaos there's going to be more chaos you know and more um, things which makes it easier to slip things in you know as people are more cognitively impaired it's easier to do magic on them just remember the extreme left side is going to be all riled up the extreme right side's all riled up and they're saying all kinds both of them are saying all kinds of nonsensical bull crap so you just keep like a laser beam focus and you cut your way right down the middle well, it's not, it's not a political issue, what I'm describing. It's, it's, it's an individual's vigil state issue. And yes. the individual state issue, when surrounded by such, it's like the swamps and the never-ending story, right? Like, you know, and the horse dies because the horse can't get over the surroundings that they're in and gets sucked down into the swamp and dies. And then the trader's left to go along on alone and if they give up and they they don't keep their focus the swamps will 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 swallow you and that is a lot of what uh you you might be facing you know even with when people get um less uh, cognitively they get cognitively impaired they function less well at their jobs too but in the workplace jobs now are almost uh, just a straight algorithm your managers in bigger companies have very little to say about who stays and who goes I mean they can go to bat for some people but you know what if your performance starts to slip you're going to be gone and then we have to face the, the true facts that there's still going to be a lot of outsourcing even this year um I mean, I, I was just listening to NPR about them talking about the University of California outsourcing all their IT work to India. That's like thousands of jobs and a career path that is supposedly untouchable. So, what's going to happen more? I mean, you know. I know. I know. It's just, you know. Well, that's why I'm going to NBA because... That's why I was going to get the MBA in the first place because I knew this that was going to happen, start happening. Even for jobs that people think are untouchable, you need to either be the boss of your own business 
or you need to be able to be in a position where you can make those decisions from a magical um, kingdom point of view from where I'm coming from because you can't be betting that as an end and technician who's even highly skilled that you're going to have a job is just just the wrong bet let alone union workers or anything like that that's not that's not the bet i would make in the next five years i would i would bet on you know either uh, you know starting your own bagel business you know or something that you really love is probably going to be a better bet than any job you can have even if it looks like you're struggling at first to get things going into it you know I mean, let's face it, you know, most people would be a lot happier. And to be honest, like, uh, I've, I've studied the story of the, the Cleveland Bagel Company. We've had their bagels. They're awesome. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm giving them props up because, you know what, they, they, they have a, a philosophy of hiring felons, and they got in trouble with the Lakewood judge who I actually called and filed a complaint against, too, um, here in my town, because they basically said, they said, the judge basically said, you know, what are they selling drugs out of that bagel store? Because obviously they hired a felon, which, come on, what are these people going to do? If you're like, they had a bad run in, and you're going to like rip the bagel company a new one? But they started off as a mom and pop kitchen thing, but their bagels are awesome and they're, they're in a bunch of stores, and that's what I'm saying. Even something like that, just being really good at making bagels, well, they're making their living now, and I really appreciate them. If you're in Cleveland, they're the best bagels. The Cleveland Bagel Company, anywhere you can find them in Cleveland, get them. Even the fact that they they let uh, they hired the uh, the felon to give them a second chance, that's awesome. Um, but I mean, that's a great story about just starting out from that. And even if you, you know, like you're desperate, right? You can do something. That's the thing people don't remember. Like even if you can't find a job, there's something you can do. A lot of times when people, in my personal experience, what happens is you get so despondent, you don't realize, you know, even even if you're making $500 a month or $1,000 a month, it's something. You know, you got to remember something, too. I think all of us that have come from blue-collar society know the struggle. But let me tell you something, okay? I'm from inner city Columbus, Ohio. Andreas from inner city Chi town you know we know people personally that made big mistakes when they were just kids that have suffered their entire lives for this stuff you need to stop stereotyping the felon well, population my personal opinion is that that's exactly true and it's, I it's think a, I it's, think it's I think it's it's crazy like what do you want these people to do like right. at the same do time you, you want to punish them but then what are they going to do you're only you, giving them one option to go rob somebody else. I mean, or, right. I mean, you have to give them options to be able to be better people like they want to be. Most of the time, people, not re- hardcore repeat offenders, most of the time, people who uh, have one thing, it was like they were 16 and they were stupid and they were in the wrong place. And usually there's drinking involved or something else. And it just is just a crazy, like, why not give them another chance? A lot of those people, I've met other people like that, and they're just they're just people. I know, just, I know, dudes. I personally know guys that have struggled for the past twenty years trying to find gainful employment because they have to put their felony from when they were seventeen on every application they sign up for. 
it's a self-perpetuating bull, bull crap system. Well, I used to do prison ministry too, and you'll hear about things when you go down there, right? You know, like guys who are down there in the prison, like, and they're like, "Well, yeah, I was uh, just driving my friend someplace, and then there was a shootout, and because of the laws, you know, drug laws, that's life in prison." They were just driving their friend. And didn't have well, any reason to lie to me either because I'm not I can't do anything for their stuff, right? Yep. I'm just the prison minister. I'm just like here I'm I'm your pagan like minister or paganish minister and I'm here to just get, teach you guys how to meditate and do some stuff in prison so that maybe you know you get in less fights and you have a better quality of life and you hear all these stories about people who, when they talk to you, they're like, you know, no, that could have been easily been me if a cop was there when I did some of the stuff I did. I mean, well, hell, hell, yeah, you know, and I, I got off, I got off, man, I, I was a gang member. Hello, I will tell you straight up, I was a member of a gang in high school. Uh, I was very, very close to being connected with the. Uh, I don't remember what the new, what the law was back in the '90s, but just just having a gang affiliation was enough to be a felony back then. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And let me let me tell you something. You know, when we live in a society, when pretty little white girl can murder her baby and walk away scot free. Oh, I don't know about that. Casey Anthony, scot free. Look at. Uh, Little, little white boy that can, that committed a heinous rape and got a slap on the wrist. Okay, no, that, does, that, 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 that is like, I don't get that. Uh, I don't get that. That's not right. I mean, that, 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 that basically, uh, it ain't right. Like, that that that, that one, that, that, that swimmer dude, uh, I, I didn't even understand that. I, I didn't even, I mean, I know my, my, my love is going to go into law, but to me, this this. To the law, because of stuff like that, the law seems like a Cthulian madness compared to uh, <laughs> shit. We already joke, and she said she thinks that what I say is pretty horrifying because I said, you know what? Given the way the law works, um, a computer would be a better system than what we have because a computer might take an account to be programmed to take into account for special things. But what we have now is crazy. And that, that was, um, it is crazy on so many levels. That, that, that's a reason that people could get off. I mean, and this is the kind of uncertainty that we're actually going into as a world. This is what, why we need magic. Um, now, I know people don't like curse work, but... You know, if 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 that woman ever approached me in private and said, "I want to curse this guy," I'd be like, "Sure, let's do it." Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, magic is the last resort of the downtrodden. Has been historically. People don't realize that because in the West we deal with ceremonial magic, and ceremonial magic was the magic of kings and queens, and uh, it still is. Whether or not people believe that or not, you really have to have an upper middle class lifestyle to do ceremonial magic in any capacity close to the way the books are written. Yes. I'm not wrong about that. You're not wrong at all. Now, hoodoo. That's hoodoo, the magic sorcery. That's, that's, yeah, street magic. That's, that's the. And it's not just that. There's most systems of magic are really. 
of the magic of the people, the last resort of the people. And, and, you know, that's why people got burned for witchcraft. It wasn't because of that. It's because they thought that witches and stuff and, and people who do magic would violate and destroy the political order, the control mechanisms. In fact, that's why, that's why oftentimes that they, they target witchy women or stuff like that because it's control and power. And that's why a lot of things you can always trace back to control and power and why is something getting done. It's not even about the money. This is the sad thing about it, right? It's not even about the money in some cases. I mean, I, I keep saying that if you study economy, economics, really study it, we could make more money as a country and our companies could make a lot more money if we did things different but it's not about money it's about power it's about control it's about us being serfs and so that way the people with that kind of power can look out and feel good about themselves because they have so much power over people this trust me there's ways to make more money that are would much better take care of the general populace um and I can do the math on that, and although in a post-fact world it might not matter, but I can show people the math on it. It's, it's clear. You know, stuff, certain programs that we have, well, it's not a Republican or Democratic issue. Certain programs simply produce X amount of dollars per every dollar invested. That's math. It's, it's economics, right? Uh, but we don't care. Great. There's ways to add for, force multipliers in to the economy to produce even more money for businesses and people. But we don't care because it's not about money. It's not about money anymore in 2017. It's about power. And, and it's about, and that's going to be a theme, I think, when you start seeing how people interact with each other. It's going to be about power over other people. Uh, power to control. Power to Define power to limit who you have to serve if you're a restaurant. All these things, you know, can get very distracting very fast, I think. Very you're absolutely distracting. correct. Um, you know, and, and you, you forget that it's easy to get so mad over a lot of the stuff that you forget, okay, this shit happened, so I still got to. I still got to figure out a way to get rent or I still got to figure out a way to to move in the direction of my own dreams. Most of the time, those distractions take the place of anyone's uh, movement towards anything they actually want to do. It's like the, it's a swamp again. It's like the horse dying in the swamp with the trail. Mm, that was never a new story, I believe. Yeah, it was never ending. Sorry. So those of you that are <laughs> younger than 40, go look it up. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I think that that one, that's, I think that movie has remained somewhat popular. I hope so, because it's a classic in my book. Well, it's a classic, and it also deals with, there's some very magical themes in that, in that, that, in both the books and the movies, actually. When you think about it, like about how fantasy 
I mean, this is in the shape-shifting course, right? I mean, you remember the lecture where I was talking about the multidimensionality and where one story is affecting the other reality. Um, there's a whole bunch in, about that in that story. And it's implicit in the story itself that the story doesn't end and the story does, in fact, impact our reality. Because hmm. if you look at Atreo, when Atreo looks in the mirror, it's Sebastian who is this kid reading the story, but because of his imagination, there's magic being cast into the world. Well. Was that too deep for you in your drunken state? That's okay. It's, it's all right. Well, you, you, you're making me all contemplative and a little sad. I mean, man. Making a brother think. It doesn't hurt. Kind of does, but that's the thing, people. Initiate your minds. Stop flying with the peer pressure of emotion. Now, emotion has their place; its place too, but not like the artificial stuff, the artificial emotion. I mean. I think everyone watches, listens to Facebook, and not listens, watches Facebook in the stream. And I think it's watching more than participates in Facebook because it's like the stream just comes by. It's like television, and uh, you know that's a distraction too, right? Because you know Facebook, you're going to see what you want to see, or you're going to see stuff that you like. You're going to see stuff that you pay attention to. They literally, they literally track where your mouse goes on the screen. Um, and it's going to show you stuff to get you angry or that you really like and no in between. My feed on Facebook, because I've blocked so many people, or I've unfollowed so many people, is mostly just science. It's a good way to be. Um <clears throat> No, you even look at those ads on Facebook, you know darn well they are tracking really heavily, even even other places you're going on the Internet. Well, you know, the thing is, is that we're entering into this. I think this is the other point about 2017. We've already entered. <laughs> there is a fictional analog for where we're heading, unfortunately. This is not the future that most people would have wanted to choose. But there's a whole genre of cyberpunk that clearly indicates where we're going to. Like, it's not even, there's not a question anymore, right? This science fiction of the cyberpunk genre is science fact. We have an, we have an environment that is failing. And we're not doing much about it. Uh, in China, they have smog days. We didn't used to have that, but certain president-elects have made a point of basically saying they're going to stroll back the EPA. So we're going to have smog days again. I can remember in Chicago one of those smog days, and I'm very thankful we don't have that anymore. But it looks like we're going back to that. We're going to a world where large corporations have lots of power, and if you can get in with those corporations, you probably will be okay. And if you're not, if you really pay attention to the cyberpunk stories, most people were actually homeless, or a good half of the people, or a good 30% of the people were homeless. It was you a know, lot. It was a lot. 
Yes, and it's it's interesting that you bring up the smog stuff because, man, back in the eighties, you had small bad smog. Back in New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, you know something. Even with the political controls that we've had over the past decade, I've had ozone warnings and smog warnings here in Columbus, Ohio. Now, with the current administration. That can only get worse. So it's going to be very... I think Columbus has a weird geography because most of the cities don't have that too often anymore. And um, that used to be very common. I don't want that again. I mean, I mean, is that something you want? No, of course not. I mean, but in, but in general, when you watch look at science fiction, especially the cyberpunk genre, all the things that are being proposed right now were right what started the cyberpunk genre, and we're right at the technology level too. Cybernetic implants are here, people. I mean, you can go to engineering schools and they have cybernetic implants, artificial eyes, artificial arms now, robots that are um, robotic arms that can function uh, with almost the full grace and movement as a human arm. These are all here. Um, some levels of nanotechnology are here. Robotic uh, insects that can have cameras or do other things, they're here. Um, gene splicing uh, on levels that most people would not believe are actually capable of, we're capable of doing. We are here. And it's going to be one singularity or the other, I think, in the next couple of years, possibly issue that really shakes us down to a fundamental. Because you can't, we can't have the level of scientific knowledge that we have and generally be in such a post-fact society. We just, it just cannot exist. The two cannot coexist. It's like we have to either uh, have some catastrophe that brings us back to the the Stone Age, or we, we're going to have to have some catastrophe which forces us to collectively evolve, because all other options outside of catastrophe seem like they're being pulled off the table. Well, you know something, I think it, it, it's all coming down to the haves and the have-nots, because I predict in the next decade we will cure cancer if you have the money. We will probably slow down and or reverse aging if you have the money. It all the, comes the, down the to... The theoretical science is already there. Yes. Um, and, you know, I mean, in some cases, though, I mean, the truth is, you know, for you, everyone personally, still maybe the best way to get to to bring the future is to actually create it. And by that, that goes back to the magical practice, right? Most people, you'll be okay if you have I, th- I really believe this most people can survive we'll, we'll ride through it and, and and people think that I'm joking about the power of magic but it's not it's like there's a thousand decisions a day and only three of them have to go your way for you to keep a job or or get better jobs it's, it's not a lot that's changing and that's what daily magical practice does. That's what a real practice does, you know. Well, and I, and I hate to say it, you know, going back to the, roll, with the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want, but you might find you get what you need. It might just be about survival. Yeah, this year might be about survival for a lot of people. I mean, that's that's that's, that's very true. 
I mean, I think, I mean, what, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, I'm not going to say I believe that 2017 is going to be easier than 2016 for people. I don't. I think a lot of people are in for a lot of shocks um, over, and I think some of the people who unfortunately have the most to lose um, are going to find out that there was a massive shell game played on them very quickly. And um, that's going to be unfortunate because it causes social unrest. But it goes back to, well, at that point, you know, in a, in a post-fact, kind of post-apocalyptic economy, you can still, you know, through discipline, through thought, and through chasing your dreams, you can still make a, a, a living and survival and, and, and move ahead. It's just... You have to be more disciplined about it. And at that level of thought is really difficult. I'm not saying it's not, but it can be done. And I believe it. I believe it, people. I believe it. I believe it, Jason. You know, I believe it. Because I went through some shady times. And uh, like I tell you, after being uh, doing much more magic, it, it resolves in my favor more often than not. This now. is true. And if you're listening and you're, you're a fan of the show, you know, I don't mean to sell my own stuff that, that I got some good materials on this on, on doing some of the stuff, but, you know, it could be anyone's. You just get the dedicated practice down, and really, it's like I'm saying, uh, you can help yourself. You can help some people around you um, as well, you know. Can't help everyone. But you can make a better the world a better place in 2017, even if it's, it is a little sigil spell for a friend who needs a job or an offering or something like that. Just spiritually working with that that still makes it better, and it's not it's a good mix. That's how we have to start thinking about things, right? You know, one action cascades into a bunch of others. Because now, if we look at the big picture, we know it's rigged. We know it's. They're systematic problems, but that's not going to, you have to be able to look at the trees at this point, because uh, we don't know where we're going, I think. Nobody does. It's like a headless wonder. Well, you know something, it just makes me think about what I hate about client work, that I've had clients to think I'm going to wave my magic wand and be their personal Jesus and make everything better for them. They won't have to do any actual work themselves. So if you're listening. But that really happens, actually. Like, I, I, if I thought I could sell it, and I might just put it out on blogs, I could give an equation. And, and Peter Carroll, of course, in, in various places has tried to map out equations but you can almost literally map out an equation of how magic works and it's not quite a literal equation but it literally never works out they can just wave your wand and get anything you want like it's all synchronicities and and just you know, moving luck around and not necessarily luck. I don't want to make it sound like it's luck. It's not luck at the point you're doing enchantments. And if you are do great preparation all the time, uh, you're going to get luck eventually anyway because you're going to be so in the zone. But mm -hmm. in addition, we can get 
maybe it, we can overcome. We can get luck when we don't necessarily deserve it, or we can overcome some of those personal limitations. You know, maybe we're not good at networking, so we just meet the right person at the right time. That's powerful. You know, maybe we need a job because we got laid off and we just happened to get one. You know, if you read the cards right, you would have known to be looking for another job before you got laid off for most yep. companies. Because most companies are not, they're not very subtle about this. If you're, if you really have no trust in a company, you can tell if they're going to lay off people. Right. They're not. They're hey. not usually subtle about it. The, the writing's on the wall. Like there's usually glaring red flags. Yeah, but people delude themselves into thinking it'll be okay. My company's going to be okay, you know. But there's a point in the red flags where, while you might not be, I think people might not want to leave their job because it's comfortable. But there's a point that, that most people should have no loyalty to any corporate entity whatsoever I, I, there's these are vampiric egregores, egregores at best right so having loyalty to a vampiric egregore you know no <laughs> they're not they don't have a conscience so you can't yeah do, do you know the difference between a demon and a human being demons have more conscience Demons tend to honor their contracts. That's true. Humans have lawyers to fight about the contracts. Well, now a deeper down rabbit hole, Nihilism Hour by Jason <laughs> Caldwell. Hey, you know what? I just look at the beast for what it is. The world is a beautiful, beautiful place. It's all these freaking humans that muck it all up. Now further into Nihilism Hour by Jason <laughs> Caldwell. Hey, I at least hope you're all having fun with this because I promise I didn't promise you it was going to be fluffy. I just promised you it was going to be fun. Well, there's that. There's that. Dark, dark humor is still humor. That is so sad. We can keep going. I don't think there's a show uh, after us. Yeah, you see, witchy woman says, Nihil DDTRH drinking game. Every time they make a nihilistic comment, take a shot. People are going to come away with alcohol poisoning from our show. I know, right? I know. Jeez. So on more positive notes, um, yeah, we can keep going. There's not a show. And on more positive notes, um, besides the nihilistic theater, uh, we are looking for people always this year. And uh, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be just the cult people. We and Jason talked about it, right? We really, we really want to get people who are maybe into it. Not necessarily a standard occult stuff. You know, we're talking a little bit about building your own business, keeping your dreams going. These take real-world skills. I'd love to have some people come on to give a lesson or two on some of these real-world skills. 
I myself am thinking seriously about starting in the new year, if I can possibly get time, which I don't know that I can, uh, of running math and science classes for adults. Oh, really? So what topics would you cover in math and science classes? I would cover the basics because I really think that this is uh, the basics of logic and math and science is, is the foundation of critical thinking. And I think that's okay. the thing that's, thing that's being most lacking in uh, what I saw leading up to the election. Uh, and not the so-called critical thinking where people are like, ha ha, let's call you names back and forth. You're, you don't have any critical thought. I mean, actual critical thought, like deconstructing arguments, mathematical skills so that people can move careers. Uh, because that really is the foundation for most people why they don't think they can do computer programming or other stuff like that. I mean, you know, even modern manufacturing takes a high degree of math. Yeah, and I, I would just teach math classes, um, stuff like that, see if people will be interested in... Um, because you know that's that's there's there's all these resources out there. That's the thing. In 2017, we're going into a world that, at the same time, we're going into this whole nihilism. There's a lot of opportunities, right? I mean, you can go to Khan Academy and learn anything you want for free. You can go to MIT, and while they don't get the degree, you can learn almost every subject. And a lot of jobs and career paths nowadays do not involve a degree. They, they involve you branding yourself in a way and figuring out how to put yourself in the right place. It isn't so much luck there either. And that branding, even the process of branding yourself and making a career change or, or, or building something like that for yourself, um, that's all online. Like anything, yeah, well, we could get cat videos from the internet too. I mean, of course. We could get dog videos too if, you, if you, you're a dog person. They're, they're both there. Um, but really, you know, think about it in 2017, even more than 2016, you can almost get video courses of anything you want to learn for free. N no money. You just have to discipline and break away from the negativity to actually just do it, study. I mean, even I'm giving away some of the shape-shifting classes for free. All you have to do is show up. And I'm going to give actual techniques away. I'm not the only one, you know. Uh, and the Q&A sessions, when I start them up for the shape-shifting class, I guarantee you, even me talking about this stuff for free is, is going to... You'll get ideas about your magical practice, and mm -hmm. lots of people, lots of people are doing that. So it's like in 2017, if you want to make a change, you can make that change, even though lots of things are against you. You have all the resources that you need in a lot of ways. If you have an internet connection, a home computer, and you're fortunate enough to have those things, I know a lot of people don't. But if you have those two things, you you can make lots of changes. I mean, you want to learn how to do web development, okay? You can learn for free. You want to learn statistical data mining analysis? You can learn for free. And a lot of these companies, once you start putting together a portfolio or you can answer the questions right, they're not going to care what your actual degree is. And they're just going to look at what you can actually do. Or it could be like Cleveland Baking Company. You could bake bagels that are awesome. 
get a recipe down and just keep with it. So I think there's a lot in this. I mean, all the stuff that you could possibly want to know, even though I have a house full of books and I'm never going to get rid of that, even if I move, there's going to be a house full of books because that's how I roll. We have a statement. We're teaching our daughter when she gets older, not right now, like to never go, never to sleep with anyone who doesn't have books in their house. <laughs> Sweet. I know, right? <laughs> just just turn around, walk away. I, I can't even think of a good punchline for that. That is the punchline. <laughs> but in, in reality, like, we have so many books, it's crazy. But that's just because we love books in, in the Venomous household, and my fiancé loves books. But the truth is that uh, for almost everything, if you do a little bit of searching, you, you can find it legally and for free if you want to learn it. And that's a powerful thing. Even ceremonial magic, right? Yeah, there's, you know, I got a book on chaos magic, but you could probably find a lot of it for free. I'm pretty funny, though, so you get you get that. And the shape-shifting class, you know, you might put it together in a way. That way I'm putting it together is interesting, but this stuff is out there. Not exactly. Some of the stuff's not out there, actually, now that I think about it, but... I mean, but you can go to sacred, um, you know, I forgot the name of the website, like sacred, I forgot what it Sacredtext.com, I believe. Yeah, yeah, everything's free. You can get all the classical ceremonial magic stuff. You know, like you can get the basic idea of the Vedics and how to do chakra work or other basic sorcery. Even. I mean, it's out there. People put enough out there that you, if you do it, you could get it down. Hell yeah. And it can make a difference. I mean, just a little bit can make a big difference. People think you have to, like, you know, have to do some crazy stuff. But even little candle rituals, once you get them down, they can make a huge difference. Especially when you consider that this only takes one slight event to change your whole year outcome, you know. One person could decide they like you. For some reason, they don't know, and that's it. That changes, that can change everything. It can change your whole life. Well, you know that it's it's not so much what you know, it's who you know. Nowadays, yes. You know, uh... <clears throat> And and I have to laugh. I know I know that we've both had experiences over the past couple of years that people go, oh, oh, that, that's not how magic works because they they want to see bigger, more grandiose things happen than just run into the right person at the right time. Well, the thing is, is that that bigger, grandiose things are possible, but at a much greater cost to yes. the individual, and a cost that most people, to be honest, would simply not be willing to pay. And for what the benefits actually are. They're just, why would they pay it? They think they want that. They think, oh, this is this is totally cool and, you know, uh, you know. We, we've been pretty, pretty darn honest with you folks. We've talked about <clears throat> having really flashy moments here and there and, and we've given you glimmers of the kind of things we've experienced as practicing magicians. But quite frankly, just getting that little edge that you need is worth so much more. 
you just it don't is, realize it, it. It very much is. I think very, very, very much is. I mean, I, I just think. I mean, I think we. I think some. Sometimes we get like way too flashy. I mean, it's not that we mean to. It's just I think that's where we're at. But I mean, it's. Um, it comes with a great cost, and like oftentimes, you know, I don't. I don't know what to say. I mean, other than it's a much greater cost than people think, and uh, you know. No matter what magic you do, you do a job magic spell, and it's not like if you haven't put a resume out there that recruiters are just going to knock on your physical door with a limo and invite you to go to Taiwan and have a steak dinner with the company owner. That's not going to happen unless you're in a position to actually have that happen, and that's still not going to happen because that's not how it's done. So, I mean... Well, let, let, let me tell you the realistic downer side of doing the great work you're going to start to see the world how it is and not how people want you to see things and that's not always pretty usually that's that's really not pretty it's much more easy it's easier to just kind of live in a a bubble where you don't try to change the way you see things and it's it's you know someone else's fault Well, that being said, I know, sir, that you have work you must accomplish tonight. And it might be a good time, unless you have anything else you want to add in, it might be a good time to close this out. Well, I don't have to do anything till uh, 9.45. And then I have the, the tear of tears. You know what happened yesterday? What happened yesterday? I, I swear, like... You know, it must be Mercury Records for Greg, because I had someone at work, and this is like a nerdy conversation, but, you know, it's okay. Like, I'm the manager, like, the boss, right? And it's somebody who works for me basically going and delete all the files on the server, and I'm like, why, dude? <laughs> what? Yeah. Was, was this an act of internal sabotage or stupidity? No. It was it was it was an accident. Hmm. One must ask because someone accidentally does that. Well, they were trying to delete one directory and they just deleted all of them by accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but Well, it is kinda of funny. But it's kinda of like you know, it is how it is. That's the thing. Most people don't understand about technology and the internet is that everything is held together by like spit and prayers for the most part because it's so crazy. Nobody, you know, nobody knows all the things that could go wrong. I mean, you could try to minimize that, but, you know, it is how it is. Like our, our society is our technology and our society is so complex not everyone knows how things are going to go you can't and so you just have to get it done as fast as possible like so I mean so we just rebuilt stuff last night and then I have to work tonight too so it's kind of weird uh, but the <sighs> plus side of that is I can work from home tomorrow probably well that is nice 
Yeah. Because certainly I cannot construct the equipment that I build from my house. <laughs> we could. You have a garage. I have I have a freaking enormous garage. I don't know if it's enormous enough to fit one of one of those pieces of equipment in it, though. Well, you'd have to do it in pieces. <laughs> right? Piece by piece by piece. I don't know why you would build that in your garage, like, you know, a big truck like that, but everyone's got to have a hobby. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. I, I like to do the mechanical stuff at my actual job, and I like to come home and do things that are completely unrelated to that. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> so in the next year, are you going to do any paranormal, big paranormal investigations? You know, the bug is on me, my man. The bug is on me. I'm I'm looking for if anybody out there, I'm proposing a challenge. Jason has not been afraid in a long time. Jason actually likes to be afraid. So if challenge you know accepted. someone, yes. If if you know somebody who's having just one of those off the wall, and I've been in some of these off the wall hauntings in the past, they're few and far between. Give me a buzz at jason614 at gmail.com and we'll see what we can work out. Uh, like I said, challenge accepted. I'm going to totally like scare you now. I'm going to find rituals, scare you to, you know, so much. That's going to be my plan. Well, I was putting out the paranormal challenge, my man. Well, I'm telling you, you could get paranormal results. We never well, actually yes. did that. And we never actually got enough people involved in the ritual magic thing to actually um, do what we're talking about. Like the possibility of um, creating our own ghost effects all the time. Yeah. Yes. Or <clears throat> spare effects, and we certainly have some. Some fair amount of evidence suggests that, but what are we going to do? I mean, uh, we've just need, I mean, we just didn't do rituals. Well, and, and I will tell you that even without the ritual work, this has been my experience. Take this for what you will. There are locations that have a lot of legends built around them. So they get a lot of energy from multiple minds who buy into a BS narrative that has no actual historical facts behind it, but yet these places produce paranormal results. Well, it's probably because of thought forms. Yes, take it, take that for what you will. Sounds like thought forms. And quite honestly, little... folks, we should totally try to haunt some place in 2017. We should. I think it would, it would be a fun side project. It, it would really shake the idea of what is possible. And um, hmm. the problem is every place that I would want to necessarily haunt also has another problem because like and, and the other problem is is far more dangerous. 
You know what that oh, is, what? right? Like, we're, we're going to do haunt a public place, like, where everyone can go. How are you going to do the ritual magic? If you're going to go and haunt, like, an abandoned factory, well, then you got to deal with all the meth people. That's just not, you know... <laughs> you know... <laughs> yes, that's how you get but, shot! <laughs> well, there, there's also... Not, not to toot our own horns, but those of us of higher level magical skill, we understand that there's ways to make links to places without physically being there. Well, yeah, but wouldn't it be more fun to actually go there so we could actually make the haunting right? It would. I mean, some of that you can, you can do what you're talking about, but... It's not quite so easy. It's, I like abandoned much... factories. <clears throat> the yeah, problem, it... you know, and it's, it's weird. I will admit this. This comes with age and and possessions and things. The things that I did in my twenties when I had nothing to lose versus the things that I do now when I have things that are established risks. Hmm. Well, there you go. I personally think the, the problem is like anywhere you could haunt, unless you were haunting your house, and then I, don't, I wouldn't want people in my house doing paranormal investigations all the time. No. No, no, no. I mean, would you want that? Well, if I was going to, if that was going to happen, I'd be the one doing it, so. Well, I mean, strangers to verify your results. You know, it's it's actually funny. I had a case, oh, about seven years ago, where I swear I walked into a situation where we found a circle underneath this woman's carpet. I am pretty darn sure that the only reason why we're investigating that house is because she was summoning things and she wanted third-party evidence that she had actually succeeded. Did you get any? Oh, yeah, we did. But we found activity and we banished with extreme prejudice and she got mad and threw us out of the house. But what? what? Yes. But she, story. but she asked you to do it. Well, her excuse upon throwing us out of the house was I didn't want you to get rid of it. <laughs> and yes, there was a chalk circle underneath the throw rug. Trust me, she did it. <laughs> well, okay then. Well, I can do that. Hell, let's, let's do it. So that's our goal. We're going to try to find a place on deep down the rabbit hole and me and Jess going to haunt the place. <laughs> You heard it first here on Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. We're going to try to find a place to haunt and then send out the investigation to, to various paranormal investigators to test our results. Without giving you a BS story. <laughs> we'll just say weird stuff is happening here and leave it at that. Of course... If it was somebody who was a real good team, they'd go, wait a minute. Stuff's happening here because you guys summoned them. That's probably not going to happen. 
<laughs> that, that's our our hobby goal for the new year. I think the only last thing we're going to talk about is that I think we're going to be up in, I'm going to try to get up to James's store in, sometime in March. I think we almost have that detailed done, and I think there will be stuff over the summer and fall I'm going to start school again, so I will just be doing conjure classes at uh, Spirit Apothecary again. I really enjoyed those conjure classes, actually. The conjure classes were a lot of fun. Yeah. People are shocked to see that I can get all biblical with people. Uh, what? It's it's just funny. The It was almost like the invocation of the evangelical. <laughs> You've seen me go there. I'm a great, I would be a great evangelical preacher. You even said so yourself. The one couple times you've seen me go on on a, a, a phone call with people who are in that mindset. You're like, geez. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And there, there is power there. There is definitely power there. It's just, wow. <laughs> Indeed, wow. So who do we have next week? Next no, week? Oh, next week is the ritual, right? The ritual, yes. So that, like I said, if you were at the beginning of the beginning of the show, this would be a great ritual. Um, cleans out the uh, stuff like that, the negativity. I, you know, I'd almost, I almost wish, in, you know, in retrospect, we were doing a Ganesh thing. But uh, Zach wanted to do this, so. No, it is, it is Zach's time to shine. I'm looking forward to it. No, yeah, I still. I personally would think we'd rather do some Ganesh stuff, I think. That's me, you know, but I'm going to help Zach on this. He's not, it's really both of us, but more him. I'm going to take care of the logistics, the stuff, hard stuff, you know, like getting stuff like the technology working, making sure he keeps his monster straight, which he never does. Guilty. I'm guilty too. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. <laughs> you know. I would probably start some Kali work. And we want to have one ritual uh, a month, I think. We're definitely thinking about it. Trying to schedule one ritual a month for the show. Like I said, sometimes it seems like on the show, the live, um, on Parax, the live people sometimes seem to complain not not the people in the chat room today you guys have been great uh, but on the podcast it's when you can listen to it whenever you want it's just been pretty amazing um, people get, get into it a lot and we'd like to do more of them you know so if you have ideas for rituals like that uh, we probably can build one around your ideas so what you know stay in contact uh, get on Facebook on uh, deeper down uh, rabbit hole on Facebook you just do a search and find us or you know emails from the website um, if you're a web designer and you want to make me really happy and have this 20 year veteran of magic do magic for you like contact me and like 
we'll work something out. Because I have a few sites that I need to just get the web design done, including Deeper Down needs a refresh, actually, to be honest. Um, and it would be great if I could have somebody help me with that, because design work is, takes me a long time. I don't do it fast enough for it to be efficient. Well, there you go. AndreaVitimus at gmail.com. Jason614 at gmail.com. We want this to be a show for the people. That's as right. it has been. We want, you know, you know we, we've been, I think, you know, in the last five minutes or so, I mean, uh, talking about this, I think we've been, we've been ruling people out because they, they were just too blatantly sales product pitches. We're trying to get people to actually come on the show and, and, uh, Give some meat and to, to you, our listeners. I think you'd agree with that, right? I would agree. No, I mean, so, I mean, I think I, we would really love. And you know what? If you, you're an author and you're listening, you're, you're, you're doing something interesting out in the public sphere or teaching classes at the university or anything, really, contact us and... and you never know. Uh, we're we're taking things in surprising directions. And but if you love, talk, love but if you talk crap publicly about chaos magic theory while practicing chaos magic theory, <laughs> let's, not, let's not just let's, let's not go there. Let's just, let's just not go there. Veto. Well, you, I don't know if you're going to say you're just publicly going to beat them up or oh, probably. I I won't publicly shame you, but I won't promote you either. Well. The thing is, is that we could go on for a whole another hour about this. I mean, basically, I mean, let's face the facts. Most modern books on the occult, in some way, have incorporated chaos magic methods, and people can say what they want to say. But <clears throat> that's why, primarily, I'm not going to write another book on chaos magic, and I'm just going to do my own thing because the label is meaningless at this point. I think. A lot of points is pe people just keep saying they're not chaos magicians. They're doing things that I would have done 10 years ago and publishing a book on it. So, Yep. Don't got time for your baby's mama drama. Wow. Did you just go there? Yes, I did. You just, you just, you just went there. I did. Oh, wow. And I will own it. You, you can own that. I think I'm really looking forward to this next year, even though it's going to be chaotic, uh, like I said, because there's so many opportunities. And I think that that's the, that's the key. I have to focus on that instead of all the other distractions. Now, for the people wondering, what we started the show with was the Goat Symphony from uh, All I Want for Christmas is a, a Goat is Goats. It literally is Goats singing. That's I thought all it was. Is. I thought it was Come All You Faithful. Yeah, no, no. The album was that. It's, oh, okay. But it's literally just Goats singing. You can do a search on 
on Spotify or something. There's a whole album. I listened to this over Christmas the whole time. It was actually goats. It wasn't strange people singing. It was goats. So there you go. And I think it's getting to be about 9.30. I am going to have to go to work now. So I'm going to take us out with the Luminist. Try to celebrate New Year's Eve safely. Do some little magic to make the new year better. And then we'll take it from there. One day at a time, which is the best way to do it. I want to take us out with the Luminous. Of course, we want to thank you again for the show music. And we wish you all happy holidays and a happy new year. <laughs>